Hello and welcome to another 1905 podcast. Hello there, just a bit of housekeeping from me. Um, as always, there will probably be a naughty word or two. If you're easily offended, don't listen. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about that. Oh, apart from I do want to say, uh, keep your feedback coming, please. You're always really kind to us, but as always, we're big boys and girls and we can take some um, uh, criticism. So please let us know what you're enjoying, but equally what you're not. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Like, subscribe, share, comment. Talk to us, please. Talk to us on all of our channels. Um, we love interacting with you guys. That's what we're here to do. Uh, I, Ash, hello. I'm joined tonight by Tracy. Hello. LMC and Jordan. Yo, yo, yo. All right, mate. How, all we, right. how are we doing, guys? You all right? I'm, I'm all right. Good, I'm all right. I'm yeah, I'm good. good. We we are, and let's uh, actually make a point that we're actually recording this after the Krasnodar uh, game. Krasnodar <laughs> immediately after Krasnodar, so we're all we've got a bit bit of a spring in our step after that result. But we're not going to start with that because we are yet to talk about Man United, about the Man United game. Um, so it's only right we start there. Um, I guess first things first. I'm going to put it out there. Bit boring, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit. <laughs> so, what do you think is the reason we saw that boring nil-nil play out? Because we were trying to sort the defence over everything. Yeah, I think we put yeah. all of our all of our eggs in the uh, defence basket, uh, like Tracy said. And I just I just find that it just it's sort of like because we were so worried about you know, conceding and wanting a clean sheet and stuff just didn't, just didn't work out to go forward. And uh, Yeah, it, it looked like two teams that were more concerned about conceding a goal than they were scoring. I yeah, think both, it was both of the teams were shitting itself. Yeah, pretty evenly matched in terms of, I think, how our performances have gone, um, our defensive weaknesses... Uh, I think we've both got enough going forward, but yeah, I think we're all hands on deck to make sure they weren't conceding, and well, in which case, they did a great job. Yeah, I mean, it's funny um, you should say... Sorry, go on, Jordan. No, I was just going to say, I do want to add, though, for anyone that listened to the last one, I did say I would take a draw. Yes, it was boring, but it wasn't 4-0 like last season. That's I was happy yeah. with the point, I won't lie. Yeah. I was happy with the point. I did think that... Um, another 4-0 or another loss to them after last season would have felt a little bit tragic. So yeah. Im yeah. improvement as such. So I felt like we, yeah. we could have been slightly happy about that. I think just to go back to what you said, Tracy, about it being fairly even, um, the stats back that up in one way, but then I think that leads us on to other questions. So both teams attempted 582 passes, Man United and Chelsea. Both teams completed 484, oh. so 83.2% pass completion, 50-50 split down the middle. However, it's what you do with that possession. United had 14 shots to our six. They had 118 passes in the attacking third to our 71. They made 12 key passes to our four. So that suggests that they were doing something better with the ball. Same amount of passes as us, but they were doing something better with the ball. Well, do you I... think... 
well I was going to say I think that's because we do a lot of sideways sideways backwards back to the keeper back to the defense midfield back to the defense back to the keeper we do an awful lot of that so I would say that most of our completed passes were probably uh from our back line to our keeper to the to the dm yeah and they they actually attempted 20 crosses and we attempted 19 so we're neck and neck they completed five we completed two we don't have a big man in the middle to no. aim for, um, you know, and I think that puts us in a difficult position because we want to play wide with the wing backs that we've got. You know, we played a wing back system against United and we'll come on to that in a second. But ultimately, by putting those wider, we need a tall presence in the box and we don't really have that unless Havertz gets in there. Um, yeah, or you play shrewd. And that forces us to go narrow quite often where we meet you know, packed defences. Yeah. What do you think is the solution to that? You know, how do we get around that? Well, I've been saying since what feels like forever is that I don't think we should have Georgie and Canty. I don't think we should have Kovacic and Georgie. I think we need to have the one because I think Kante or and or, uh, sorry, or one or the other and we've mount in front of them, and then Havertz is where we play our best. And <laughs> I think we're, li- we're, we're almost forcing ourselves to back off because we've got so many defensive kind of players. And that, yeah, that I'd is agree. genuinely my feeling, is that I feel like if we're going to be this press inside, we need the team sheet to, deflect, uh, to, to kind of reflect that. Yeah, Jordan, do you agree with what Tracy's saying? Yeah, I can't, I can't about that say anything. That, 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 that we play. Yeah. I can't say anything better than that, to be honest. I don't want to be a parrot. So, yeah, I think I think you're right. Like we're looking at starting seven. We we started seven sort of defensive players against United. Okay, the wing back is going to push forward, but I think that double pivot. Frank does like it. I think it, in some respects, I guess the 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 idea is that Kante would do enough of the protective job. And enough of the legwork that my regista would be allowed to just, you know, <laughs> essentially, right? So you, you know, in, in American football, in American football, they have multiple players who defend the quarterback, right? And that quarterback is responsible for passing into the end zone, like they are making the key pass. And in, you know, I, I guess if we want Georgie to play that key pass, he needs somebody else that's doing the legwork. But I think it's wasted against a lot of people we play having two sort of deep lying players in the centre of midfield. So mm. um, I'm with you on that. I am with you on that. I think, I mean, what? what well, I think against United... Southampton was one of Georgie's best performances because he was pinging the ball forward. And me and you both said mm-hmm. about that, Ash, that it was we uh, did, yeah. reminiscent, reminiscent of... of Fabregas and Costa yeah. for the Werner. Yeah. But we don't see enough of that from Georgie. I mean, no, he likes agreed. a sideways backwards movement and I'm not a fan of that. And it's starting to get on my yeah, tits if you want me to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to come on to the Krasnodar game as well, but I've noticed in quite a few of our games, we seem a little bit like, almost like the players are too scared to give the ball away yeah. by going for a creative pass. They would rather pass to a blue shirt, even if it's backwards and kill momentum. And that I think is, that, that to me appears like, one of the main challenges that Frank needs to sort out because maybe the coaching staff are putting too much pressure on players to not give the ball away and retain possession. But I think we need to strike a balance. Yeah, I think so too, because I think it's all very well that you can do that. But actually, if the best pass is the pass forward, 
we don't even seem to be looking for it sometimes. And I felt like with the United game, it was very much that. And like you say, it was it was limiting uh, any kind of uh, conceding that could have gone on, which obviously it worked, but then you're not creating because you're forever concentrating on that one area, keeping hold of the ball, yes, but then you're not putting yourselves out there to try and create anything. Yeah, and the stats back that up. Same yeah. number of passes as Man United, but they had more passes in the final third than we did. Yeah. You know, so we are looking, we're, we're backwards or we're, we're, we're keeping what we'd call safe possession in the middle third or, or in our defensive third. I mean, on so, the whole, I um, wasn't disappointed. I, I was happy with the point. As Jordan said in the yeah. last pod, if, if we get a point from that, it's an improvement. I mean, yeah. no one wants to be thumped 4-0 at Old Trafford. So, you know, no. it, was, it was a bonus. But... Um, yeah, it just wasn't very uh, inspiring, was it? Let's be honest. No, and I think I think the, the the problem it's you know I think we've got a sensible view in that. Yeah, we take nil nil there. A draw is better than getting drubbed four nil, or even you know losing one nil with a you know a shot off the arse in the last minute of the game. Yeah, but it's better than a loss. It's better than loss in any form. Um, but I guess that you know we're going to run up against the same arguments where there's been a significant investment in this team, and we should be expected to play on the front foot. Yeah, which, more often, which know, I agree with. Say now, yeah, the personnel uh, we, we've got and acquired wasn't to keep the ball at the back, was it? Let's be fair. No, but that said, I think we are a work in progress. With you know, more of our new players are, are at that end of the pitch, so they'll need a bit of time to to bed in and, and start to work on attacking patterns and knowing where each other is, you know, during the game. And I guess we've also got to remember that uh, Pulisic is only just coming back. Uh, uh, Ziyech hadn't, you know, had any time, had he, at that point? Uh, he had a few minutes um, last Did week, didn't he, against Southampton? Oh, OK. Yeah, this so... is his first start today, well... Yeah. So realistically, we haven't had all of our attacking options and they've not had time to do the full Monty as such with all of them in the side uh, at the point of United game. So, you know, I think uh, that's something that we do need to take into consideration because it's taken this long for the defence to kind of, uh, well, start start getting clean sheets. Um, yeah. Obviously, thanks to Mendy as well. I think he's been absolutely brilliant. And oh, mate, yes, definitely. Oh, I, I really like not <laughs> shitting myself yeah. all the time now. Yeah, three, think, yeah, three clean sheets in a row. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we're going to come on to Krasendor, but now this, this is two Premier League consecutive clean sheets and two Champions League consecutive clean sheets. And this fact needs checking, but I'm pretty sure Kepa hasn't done that. I'm pretty sure. Well, I don't remember the last clean sheet. This is for the very first time under Frank Lampard. We've kept three clean sheets in a row. Oh. So. There you go. And didn't they there say um, that the second clean sheet in the league was uh, mimicking Czech? Yes. Yeah. The first. Yeah. The first Chelsea goalkeeper since Czech. It's all good two omens. consecutive Premier League. Yeah. yeah, no, it is. It is. And whilst, whilst we are talking about defence, um, against Man United, 95 touches, 77 accurate passes out of 82, so that's 94% success rate. Um, two out of two successful tackles. 
Um, his pass rate was a game high for all of those started. Who am I talking about? Silva. Thiago Silva. Yes. Yeah. Has to be. Our best defender by far at the minute. He's, you know, he, he has added steel. There's no denying. And what really impressed me um, most about the Man United game was just his positioning, his yeah. reading of the game. You know, he... he He's so John Terry's final well. season, John Terry's final season, you know, uh, he reminds me a lot of JT. And I know Chris said it on the podcast, didn't he, that he could be, he's a bit like a, did you call him the Brazilian JT or something? Oh, yeah, I remember. And my Lucas yeah. said it was the, it was the only player since JT that's ever looked like JT. So. <laughs> yeah. And he does, he, he, if he, he is like you say, Jordan is composed on the ball and quite often, he was looking forward with passes as well. And That's what I'm saying. Like the, he, the ball was the coming ability, to him. He's got the range. He already, he already knew. When the, before the ball was yeah. even passed to him, he already knew where it's going. Yeah. Like, yeah. And even if, he didn't, even if he didn't, he had the composure to take a look, wait exactly. for the movement and play, play a pass. But nine yeah. times out of ten, um, he was pinging that ball straight out. Like not, not yeah. messing around, not going back to the keeper, keeping ourselves in the corner. No, getting it out. That's where it yeah. belongs up there. Yeah. No mucking about. Just... Shit, how's defending? Do what you need That's to what do. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 We needed a bit of a bastard back, didn't we? Yeah, and, I, I and find also... this is gone. Sorry, no, you go, go on, John. You go. You go. No, I was you just go. finding this was like. No, honestly, you go. <laughs> <laughs> you go, boss. Um, yeah, no, it, was, it was just, it annoys me where obviously, you know, we're talking about Silva and his presence, is, his incoming into the team has sort of like, we are still doing it a little bit. And I know we're going to keep touching on tonight later, but I mean, without him or without a leader's presence, I, I do find that we do still go into the corners and like keep ourselves under danger and allow the team to attack us. And I think with him in the defence, I do find that we are a lot more calm a lot more composed, and we get it out up to them. And if he ain't happy with yeah. you, you can tell by his bloody face. He really isn't yeah. happy. Oh, yeah. When he's not happy, you know about it. And yeah. and I think that's a good thing because it's probably the only person really in the back line who's got that presence about him that can mm. tell you that was really shit. Like what you just well, did against there, Man United, the only person who would, the only person who wouldn't or may not have understood would be Chilwell. You know, the rest of the back line speak French, so. Um, well, I'm thinking it, there's but, something there that's working because they, well, and they to be are fair, Zuma probably translates, doesn't he? Yeah. <clears throat> that back three against United was Zuma, Dave, and, uh, and Silva. Yep. And they all mm. speak French as well and as Mendy. Mendy. Yeah. So then, I, I, yeah, so I guess my question for you is we've seen Mendy definitely having an impact, if not on anything else. Our, our own personal heart health because we're not <laughs> shitting ourselves as much. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, shout out to Marco on that subject as well. Hope you're well, mate, if you're listening. Yes, um, definitely. On the road to recovery. Yeah, um, getting there, Marco. But, but, um, but yeah, the, um, the signing of Mendy seems to have settled us down as fans. Has it had that same effect on the defence? And what's a bigger influence? Um, on that, you know, on the clean sheets, what's the biggest influence? Silva having him around or Mendy? What do we think? Um, oh, I think both. Well, if you, yeah, if you bit, think about it, it's either, who's it, Silva or Mendy, the difference, yeah. 
Silva wasn't there last night. I know it was a bit of a sort of a lesser opponent, but they still attacked us. They still broke us down many a times tonight. And if it weren't for Big Mendy, if it was anyone else in goal, I'd, I think it would have been good night Vienna because they had many a chances tonight and he saved our bollocks. Oh, um, and also for the United game, I think we tweeted, didn't we, for the final, uh, for the full-time post, we actually said, Mendy stopped us losing, VAR stopped us winning. Yeah. And, yep. and, yep. and I, think, I think collectively, I think Mendy in goal anyway um, has stopped not only us shitting ourselves, but the defence. The minute that Kepa wasn't in goal, and, I, and I'm sorry for anyone who really likes Kepa, but I think it's obvious that there is such a breakdown in communication there and you don't know if he's coming. He doesn't know if he's coming. He doesn't know if he's going to put his hand out at some point. So he how can the defence really no, feel any confidence in that? And the minute Mendy stepped into goal, everything seemed that much calmer, or at least if someone yeah. had broken through there was a better chance that Mendy was going to get his hands yeah. on that ball, let's be honest. And, yeah, and I know we're talking Krasnodar soon, but tonight there was another example where he'd gone for the first shot that hit the bar and he was up on his feet quickly, back into the centre of goal, challenging for the ball in the air. Yeah, Being that's brave, what you want to see. He, he took a knock on, you know, in, in the mass of bodies. And you compare that directly to Southampton when Kepa bottled a one-on-one. Yeah. And gave them that second goal. And it's, we, you know, it's, it's, sorry, I was going to say, can we talk about the fact that VAR stopped us from winning? Yeah, that I was going to come on to that. I, the one thing, the one other thing, the only thing I want to just add to Man United before we talk about VAR is um, one shot on target against yeah. Man United. I know we've sort of said whatever, but one shot on target. And we had this problem last season in Lampard's first season. We were not ruthless enough. You know, if we have six shots, one on target, it's not good return. And I, don't, I want to see that improving. Yeah, absolutely. But, but yes, VAR. Mm. Fucking VAR. Let's go. I love it that you can just literally wrestle a player these days and it doesn't... Maguire's RKO out of nowhere. No, <laughs> it's only if you play for Man United. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, at least they didn't get a pen, which we all thought they were going to, because we thought Bruno Fernandes oh, yeah, was going to be uh, rocking up. No, no, we saw... 100 replays of uh, uh, Rashford's oh, foot getting Actually, yeah, yeah, That's it, yeah. yeah. That's uh, an absolute yeah. joke, mate. Them, them referees, mate. He, I, I can't remember which ex-referee it was come out the next day and was like, that's absolute atrocious. Like, it Mark Halsey? I know I a lot of the... So, um, yeah. yeah, a lot a of... Lot, uh, well, lot. pretty much everybody reporting it, talking about it, everybody said... Stone cold, like Mate, stone just, wall. Sorry, stone wall twice, pen. twice in two games. The two nil loss last season and yeah. this yeah. now just he gone. Had a red card. He is he booted Bashawai in the bollocks, and then the, the other game last week, he fucking RKO'd out of nowhere. Like. Well, yeah. Well, WWE, as I tweet, yeah, well, as I tweeted, the last time he manhandled somebody like that, he was in Greece and he got nicked. So <laughs> well, you don't crack, even get a penalty against him. That's a cracking tweet. That's a cracking tweet. You're some kind of genius. How'd you come up with that? You... Oh, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. I, I, I know what's going on here. 
<laughs> yeah, true, she's, take, she's taken what I said and tweeted it. I did actually like... take what he said and tweeted it. <laughs> he hasn't got Twitter, so it's his own fault. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it. But you've got to look at that and think, right, so where's the consistency? What is the point of VAR if they, they tried to claim, uh, they didn't even mention it at halftime, and then they tried yeah. to claim at the end of the game that VAR was looked at. It was, VAR it reviewed was, it. Reviewed it, and it was, it was deemed okay. Well, bollocks sorry that's absolutely bollocks we have seen something given for much less oh this it's a clear and obvious error by the letter of the law in how var is being used that is a clear and obvious error by the referee and var should overrule that there exactly. is not a single angle you can look at that and think it's okay no, even lindelof looked at him angle. as if to say what are you doing like yeah. literally liverpool fans arsenal fans there are swear spurs fans Everybody agrees it was it should have been a, you know a penalty for us. Um, so we, we I think we're right to feel a little bit robbed. But yeah, I even had a Tottenham on. fan on my uh, Twitter saying to me, "United would have got that." And coming from a Tottenham fan, yeah. that means it's pretty blatantly yeah. obvious because they really don't yeah. Well, they 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 United would have got it. United would have got it. But um, you know, at the rate the rate that United get penalties, I think we want to be pretty proud that we didn't actually you know give them one because <laughs> yeah because because you know with some of the clumsy defending we've had over the past six months that's the sort of thing that you think is a no like a, you know guarantee so yeah, i think fair play um fair play nil nil was a fair a fair result i think yeah i think um, so like I you will... said even with the stats it seemed quite evenly matched uh they did yeah. obviously have more attempts but um they didn't do anything with it at the end of the day so you know, no. it, it didn't the, make any difference to, to the end result, really. And the very, very final word on the Man United fixture. Um, we saw the introduction by Man United of Edison Cavani. And he yeah. scored with his first touch. Yeah, yeah. But then he had a great opportunity towards the end of the game, um, which was foiled by Thiago Silva. One of those blocks we've already said about. Now that is, you'd almost think he'd played with him or something, wouldn't you? That he knew that was coming. We said that at the time. Didn't we we yeah. said that is, he's done that on the training ground. God knows how many times in Paris. Um, well, I said. Well, I said. Glad, I think, the, go on, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say. I think against any other Premier League defender, that was probably a goal. But yeah, the probably. person who knows him best in the Premier League is Thiago Silva. So yeah, we 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 came out on top there. What were you going to say, mate? This is the last, the last uh, pod. I, I even said, like, I'd even give out a few stats Cavani against us. And he loves it. Absolutely loves it. And when he did that, I know it didn't go in. I was thinking, here we go. We're, we're screwed. Yeah, but then I also it. quickly thought, like you said, come on, Thiago knows what he's doing here. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's played with that bloke for a number of years. And look yeah. what happened. So it's all good. Yeah, thank fuck he was on our side. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, and I think you're right. I think no one else could have been there at that point and and, and no. foiled it the way he did. He just steamed in, no questions asked. He, he mm. knew that was coming at some point, and he was probably yeah, was on great. his metal waiting for him. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. not today, Cavani. Not today. No. Oh. <laughs> okay, so that's enough about Man United. <laughs> um, let's talk about tonight's game Woo-hoo! against <laughs> Krasnodar FC or FC Krasnodar. FC Krasnodar. Where's the door? Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like trans- Transformers. I literally I can't say, say it, sa- it sounds like a bad guy. Krasnodar without it being a bad guy. Krasnodar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bad guy. 
Um, can I just say, before we start talking about the football aspect, right, one thing that's really fucking grinding my gears about the modern game, right, and now anybody listening, if you agree with me or disagree with me, just tweet us and whatever, just tell us what you think, because it really annoyed me that both teams played in a third kit tonight. Oh, yeah, you said yeah, it. Didn't no realize. real reason. Wow. No real reason. reason. It's a marketing. Yeah, but as Other a parent, than then sponsorship and all that, mothers. Mm. Exactly. You can back me up, Trace. As a parent, when they're charging 90 quid for a kit, yeah. they're, they're, they're literally only wearing those, those third kits tonight to make kids want them before Christmas so that we have to spend more money. Yeah, and absolutely. it winds me up. Sorry. And we've probably got, got to have a certain amount of... We've got to have a certain amount of games we will we have to wear well. it a certain number of times yeah. in the league and the champions league which is why yeah. we do it in the group stage but the team the team's playing at home that their home kit's green we could have worn blue mm. right yeah. if change it up a bit their home team's green we could have worn our, our away kit or their oh, away, away, team, away kit their yeah. away kit's white we could have worn like there's there's no there's no reason both teams have to wear the third kit. Other oh, than I didn't even realise we were going modern as the Palace football. as the Palace impersonators oh, until the game Palace nearly tribute, kicked off. Yeah, yeah I didn't really realise. But yeah, I have it, to say it, it though, does I'm, wind me up. I'm quite liking it when I didn't. <laughs> what Ember Glow? I do Ember like really Ember Glow tonight on comms, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Ember Glow. It's, um, it's a cute name too. See, it's got all the marketing aspects. <laughs> so right so Kresnador. uh first things first we saw a few changes we yeah. saw silver being rested now you know comments from frank before the game suggest you know we've got a busy period coming up and rotation is important so silver got rested rudiger has returned not only to the you know to, to, to being favored but to starting ahead of tamori and controversial we went Went to a flat back four again, having played the wing back, back three slash back five against United. So let's start there. First of all, personnel. Right to leave Silver out, yes or no? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Rest him. Considering the op- you know, yeah, and considering the opposition shouldn't have troubled us too much. Yeah, theory. agreed. Okay, so then <laughs> the, the, the centre-back partnership of Zuma and Rudiger. Oh, I think this is controversial. Go. <laughs> go. It... Go on, Who's Jordan. Going? You're itching. <laughs> someone, go on. Someone go. Someone <laughs> fucking go. I just, I just, I just find that we're like both of them together. Bambi on ice. Um, I just felt like that there, there was not really much confidence there. I feel like Zuma's. Other than Thiago Silva, I feel Zuma and Thiago Silva together are like the perfect what we can have. Obviously, I'd like to see mm-hmm. Tamori. I, I, it does annoy yeah, me that you know, he doesn't play. But to, uh, when Thiago Silva's playing alongside Zuma, Zuma's calm. I think with anyone else that's playing, it's alongside Zuma. I just, I don't know what happens, but it just goes in a madness. Look what happened when Christensen played next to him the other week. That went completely tits up. And I just find that yeah, I, I, I don't know. But then it also puts on, you know, if, if Thiago Silva, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying it wants to happen, but if you, what, if you got suspended or got an injury, then that worries me. Mendy saved our bollocks lot, lot tonight, sorry, um, in the first half for sure. And he still yeah. sa- saved yeah. many shots in the second half. It was only because of our substitutions that helped us 
overcome overcome that if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I, I do find. So you think the centre back partnership is? You, you're not happy with Zuma and Rudiger as a centre back partnership? It's well, n- no, <laughs> no, no. I'm yeah, not I, think, I, think, I think tonight they did enough of a job. Um, yeah. But I don't understand how Rudy was completely frozen out. Fick has already had uh, a game this season. How did Tamori end up below Rudiger all of a sudden? I'm starting to question what has that boy got to do to get a start? Because actually tonight would have been the game to start playing him. And I think the same as um, Jordan. I think it's quite blatantly obvious we're all happy with Silva and Zuma as a a partnership. But with yeah. Thiago and his age and the busy period, I think it is right that we rest him. We don't burn him out because he's an asset. So, yeah. well, why doesn't Tamori come into that side? I do, I, that's my why only. Why didn't we rest Zuma tonight and start Tamori and Ruda? I because do then feel I think though, that would have been too much of a change, and we'd have all been complaining that that wouldn't have worked. Yeah, and why enough, is yeah. why is Frank changing it quite like this? I think we actually would have. And considering yeah. the first half in particular, I think we all would have been pulling our hair out. Um, not wondering why that happened. I think there has to be one constant, and it's either got to be Silver or Zuma. But I just and it's didn't not going to be Silver because of his age. And that's the thing. I, I don't I, think that they did a bad job this evening. I just am slightly frustrated at Tamori not having a chance when he's younger. And he, even when he was it Liverpool, he played. Which game was <clears> it he played? Yeah, Liverpool. Come on for well, come on for Havertz when Christensen got. Sent oh, off. when Christian got sent off. And Tamori didn't put a foot wrong. Exactly. Foot wrong. And that's why I'm not understanding how I mean, we can all see it. We all see just talented. Go on, mate. What I just think about this uh, Tamori and Rudiger situation is that international break is soon, soon incoming. Again, yeah. He rejected his move or we rejected his move. And I feel, maybe I'm reading this into as much, this is just my opinion. So if you tell me I'm wrong on Twitter or whatever, then so be it. But my opinion is, international is incoming. He is a German international. He needs game time. And I think there's an agreement between him and Frank that he gets enough game time. So he goes, gets a call up, basically. Tomorrow he's not for in the, the England for setup. The, for, the, for the next break international break yeah. or for the euros well whatever it may be but i know that there's hand, international games coming yeah. it doesn't matter Seems if like there is international a... games coming but I, I just i don't know that's all i can think it seems, is... it seems like a strange call up because you know to, to just take that one step further jordan mate um if if i look at the england team at the moment well the one big question mark i have is the centre-backs Okay, to a point, centre midfield, but I don't think anybody's not, really stayed to decent saying... claims centre back. Maguire's been woeful, but like you yeah. know, Tamori could come in, do something, and be the centre back England. I'm not, and Frank's an Englishman, so shouldn't he be putting that before? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you can say that, you can say that, but I'm, I wasn't really saying that Tamori's shitter than Rudiger or whatever, but I just think they're. Will could potentially because, yeah. because you think there's been a conversation because experience because he's been because he's experienced he's played for Germany many a times he's he can he does start for them when he plays for them I, he's I, played more I, games I just for think Germany I think Chelsea there's so far this season well I think there's an agreement 
Yeah, I think there's been a conversation. I do do feel that their conversation that come out in the air the other day, that was put into there. That's all I feel. I'm not, I I totally agree with you where you're saying that Maguire's being shit. And, um, you know, we're a bit, little bit rocky at the back and we're always chopping and changing and all that. But yeah, that's the only thing I can say really about that situation. It is shit. It is annoying because I do want to see Tamori play for us. Like Tracy just said, he commented against Liverpool and didn't put a foot wrong. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's a strange one for most Chelsea fans. I think a lot of us. I don't think it did didn't work season. though. I think it actually worked okay tonight. No, it, it did. Well, but I was going to say, yeah, I was going. Go on, mate. No, no, no. It's just me saying uh, basically what I was saying earlier. I didn't mind it. We were rocky, worrying, but. We had Mendy in goal to sort of save our bacon. But I do feel if Mendy wasn't in goal and it was either Caballero or Willy, don't think it would have been a win tonight. No, and I agree. And I actually think that um, I think there's a lot to be said for um, Mendy in goal. It, like, like we said earlier, it's a bit... You know, Rikepa, it doesn't instill any confidence in the in the fans or the defence. And I think Mendy has done that straight away. Um I do feel, though, that first half, we let them come on to us way too much. And I think a lot yeah. of people, I think a lot of people underestimated them as an opponent. And actually, I yeah. think, I think them, them when they were coming on to us were actually quite dangerous in places. And we looked a little bit lost and didn't know how to handle them at times. But thankfully, mm. we did have Mendy in goal. And um, I think it would have been a different story if it was anybody else. Um, mm. But you know, I think we well, rode the storm in the first half, and obviously with Georgie missing his penalty, um, that wasn't ideal. And we always say it's a dodgy technique; it's great when it goes in, but done it and half looks shit when it doesn't. Um, mm. That that could have been a turning point for us in that half, and if anything, it made our heads go yeah. down, and we looked a little bit scrappier and sloppier after it. So, yeah, I'll come on to the penalty in just a second. I. Just want to, while we're talking about defence, um, I think last season across the, the five big sort of European leagues, I think we were in the bottom two for goals conceded from corners. And I feel like some effort has gone in on the training ground. And I particularly noticed tonight from corners and crosses, there wasn't a single moment where I felt we were vulnerable. I think there was one that got through. Um, they played a lot of short corners, though, didn't they, they? They were taking a lot of short corners, yeah. But I mean, from a crossing perspective, and a couple of free kicks that they had as well. Like we were, we were putting heads on the ball and, and clearing quite a few. So I definitely think there's there's been some improvement there. Um, and we, I guess, before we talk about the penalty, I just want to talk about the midfield two. Who tonight we saw Kovacic and Jorginho. Jordan, what were your thoughts on those two in that double pivot? I hate calling it that, but that's what I think you call it. But that, just, that, that midfield, deep line midfield two. I just think we, I think it's too flat. I just don't think there's enough. Oh, I don't know. Kovacic was a bit bit off tonight. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not saying I, I don't like him. I do. <clears throat> He's a great player. He looked like a He's player a great that player. hasn't played many games. I just, I don't know. And then it's just like, Jorginho, yeah, is, does, does, regard, regardless of him missing a penalty, people miss penalties, it happens. But I just find that he can never, 
he just gets dusted all the time. Just gets yeah, dusted by anyone. Anyone. He just gets done by whoever rarely, it is. Rarely, should I say, rarely. Whoever is opposite, his opposite number, he, he runs past him. He ain't getting them. Someone else has got to run out of position to go and get them. Like, yeah. obviously, you know. Yeah. Which can take that to do, but Kovacic... But so I just much. then, but I then then find sometimes that having Kante and Jorginho, it puts too much pressure on Kante, and I feel that it just overloads it. I just feel like it, it puts it. Yeah, I just don't think that Kante it can solely focus on his game. If you know what I mean. In and I think yeah, and I think where he is I, calm. I really wanted to see Kovacic against United, and actually I felt like that should have been the call, and uh, mm. it didn't happen. So when I saw him in the lineup today, I was like, great, like he's the kind of grip that we need because to me Jorginho is a bit soft and uh, as we saw against uh, Sevilla it literally he was rash and a bit crazy um, so I thought that Kovacic would be that Carmen kind of yin to yang no uh, I actually mm. felt tonight that Kovacic looked a bit Jorginho <laughs> yeah he did he did and it, it, for me, he didn't make the impact that I was expecting him to. So then the fact that you've got two of them doing the same yeah. sorts of things, they were cancelling each other out. They, neither of them yeah. should have been there. That's how it, it just seemed. Um, so when the change came with Kante, I was really happy because that's what I've been wanting to yeah. see. Just a bit think, disappointed um, in Kovacic tonight. I thought I thought that he would have much more of an impact in that game. And I don't know whether it is because he's covering Georgie's arse or he's not covering or, he, or he's not where, you know, we need him to be because Jorginho's made a mistake or because he's been overrun. I don't know quite what that was, but it well, didn't I, look I, very Kovacic. Yeah, for, for me, I, it feels like we're stuck between two styles. One being the possession sort of you know register um reg register register however you want to fucking say it yeah register, um, <laughs> yeah, register. it seems like we're stuck between that sort of style which is sort of i guess a bit of a leftover of of sari um and then we're also you know this this high press which seems to be common across europe now this this you know high press um lots of energy we're stuck between the two of those. And of course, what that means is by playing the two deeper line midfielders, that would suit the passing possession game. But then we've got the forwards who are going to do the high press. Now, when those forwards do a high press, our midfielders are so far away that mm. the, the, the players we're putting under pressure to win the ball back high up the pitch, they've just got a simple pass into midfield. And it feels like too much distance between our midfielders, and I noticed it tonight a lot. That yeah, there was, I don't there was know how you very felt. little pressure. Yeah, I don't know how you felt, but I think in the first half, I was very conscious of the fact that we weren't utilising Havertz or Werner. Um, I think Ben Chilwell tried some clever things actually during the game, but no one was on the same page as him, so it just no. I think he's I think he's a superb player. Yeah, and I, I think and I think he actually just... did some. So he had some good ideas, but people just weren't on that same page. But I think that was because there was so much, um, so much of a gap between. Yeah, the there is there, and, there, and, and and that is it. Yeah, we're we're stuck between those two styles, and there's that big distance between. You know, when 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 Werner and Havertz, and I know I mentioned it in one of our podcasts where on opposition throws, we were doing sort of a systematic press and Kante was coming over and pressing. And today, we didn't have that with Kovacic and Georgina. I noticed a couple of times 
Jorginho was telling Kovacic to do it, but he wasn't doing it so much. And then, you know, when we were then pressing the ball whilst they were passing across their back line, Georgie and Kovacic were not pressing with them. Yeah. Now the whole team needs to push up and press. Yeah, the back line needs to stay high and flat. Um, but then, you know, our back line have been sitting a bit deeper than, you know, not pushing too high up. So we're just, we're, we're just stretching ourselves out across the, the entire pitch a bit too much, which then makes, you know, it gives the opposition holes to play into, but then makes our transitions a bit more difficult because we're, instead of playing five, 10 yard passes, we're having to play 15, 20 yard passes. So, oh, yeah. and I think we, yeah, we exactly. commented in the first half that we were giving the ball away a lot. Yeah. I and, think you know, it's and, probably that reason. Yeah. And I, f- I felt like it was a bit disjointed in the first half and it, it didn't, quite go how I was expected. I actually expected us to be like two, three, maybe half time. Maybe I underestimated the opposition, but I felt like we put ourselves under more pressure but when they were attacking us than they did. But they they weren't bad. They they did look dangerous. But then we got the penalty and it looked like things were looking up and then, you know, what was that 13th minute we got that penalty? And then then we just invited a load of pressure. So, obviously, we saw a penalty later in the game dispatched by Timo. Mm. Um, where do you stand on Chelsea's penalty taker? I feel that, you know, we've had um, Lampard, who is our club's all-time top scorer. Uh, sub him on had... and get him to fucking put his <laughs> No, no, I'm just saying this is in the this We'll get checking goal and Lampard on. Well, I wish. But what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that, you know... In the past, let's put it to us, we have an out-and-out goal scorer we've taking had, a penalty. We've had distinct... Yeah, we've had yeah, we've had Lampard and we've had Hazard. We had Lampard, Drogba, Hazard, um, Balak has uh, time to time. I just feel like... I understand that he takes penalties for Italy and he's somehow taking penalties for us. Yes, he has scored, but he's missed three now. Um, obviously against Man City, one against Liverpool, if I'm correct. Yeah. And today, um, okay, he everyone misses. Didn't look that confident everyone either, misses. Did he? But I do feel that oh, it's, it is it's a worrying technique. technique. So, I'm not being funny, it but has, me up. had had he hit the target, he scores. And, but you, but you need to hit. We've always said it. You know, we've all said this in our group chat. It's a sort of technique that. If it scores, great. But if oh, he misses, it makes you look so silly. I hate it, it though. Because so that's what I'm saying. That's what the, I'm saying. That technique, I'm literally, I can't, I'm, I'm like this, like behind my hands. I cannot watch them. It makes my heart go in my mouth because I think for that exact reason, when they go in, it's amazing. The minute you fuck it up, it looks completely stupid. And I mean, yeah, he hit the post. I mean, it wasn't saved was it let's be fair but and I think he would have beaten the keeper they rave like it was a save oh have they oh that's yeah. what they have yeah no 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 I mean in the game they were like oh, yeah they did yeah. Bat, like well done no. oh, like, yeah. off your bat mate you're lucky <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I don't I just I don't know I think then you see Timo take that penalty it's a it's a no messing stick your laces through it you know, and it's kind of the penalty I want to see. I want it to be given no chance. I'd feel more confident if we had a striker yeah. like Werner or someone that bangs well, the net constantly straight in. Yeah, you know, so that's, that's how so I just how that, that how that stats compare. Um, Georgie has, in his career, in all competitions, scored 23 penalties, missed three. 
and Verna, that's a good record. It's a good record. It's a great yeah. And, and Verna's uh, scored fourteen and missed three. So, it's, I think you know. I think I, it's I think, in the moment. It's by the by. I must admit, I did say before the game as well. I wondered how having a crowd would affect the game because obviously. Yeah, well, that's another well, talking well, point. Yeah. I was going to say that there was no Chelsea, but there was a massive there was one flag, man one flag. In his what? shirt, in his shirt. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's that's Romans, mate. Romans planted him. Roman was there. Yeah, no, there, there, there was a picture of the crowd for that flag. There was a picture of the crowd though, and there was a fair few people in Chelsea shirts. Obviously Russian. Oh, were there? Um, but uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll have to show. I'll get yeah, well, we've got a Russian up. following, haven't we? Oh, well, I just think that actually following. we've gone into now where this is the first time we've played with a crowd and. The majority, okay, there might have been a handful of Chelsea Russians, but that you know, majority was for them, and it was yeah. all about them. And I think it yeah. helped them raise their game, and uh, they wanted to kind of put on a performance. But did mm-hmm. it put did it put us off a bit? I don't know how that affects when you're so used to then a very well, quiet stadium when it feels like a training game to all of a sudden. I don't actually, think they're used to it yet. I don't think they're used to it yet. I reckon it's different I, games though. The, you got to look at yesterday locomotive against Bayern Munich, yeah? So, last week, Bayern Munich smashed one of the most uh, strongest defences in the world in Atletico Madrid, done them 4-0. Then yesterday, they go to Russia, a locomotive Moscow. They had a crowd, and they really struggled. And mm-hmm. then crowd was up their back. Yeah, they won 2-1 in the end, but that wasn't sort of a, a strong... And that's what, I, I, that's what I was saying earlier on the group chat. That's they it made it's going to make people struggle and the people that are going to go. Yeah, it's to, just I don't an know unknown. We don't know how that, much is. Yeah. We, we I do. Well, I think it's pretty much. I think looking at the football, um, I think where was there? There might have been a a game in in Italy that I saw that had no crowd, but I think the majority of Europe have got crowds except us. Yeah, I was um, going to say Germany have. Um, or have yeah, Germany have Germany have um, yeah yeah but, France but have we're, but we we've not been used to that I think on, Germany are regional in a level depending on yeah actually how, I think you're right I think they're I think they're regional but, but I do wonder yeah but I don't understand well. I, I do wonder though they they've now played I mean when did we start playing again June July was it like the restart oh, project Last restart season. yeah yeah no yeah, I think it's June so for months no crowds. And now yeah, but then they played. These these guys have played. Crowd. Yeah, but they played for seasons without with with crowds. So I I still feel like no crowds is the anomaly. It probably still feels weird to them. I don't think it's quite well, coming the back into it and then and not having any of your own fans really. That I think I it's good. Know. I think that'll bode that'll bode well for us. Well, I hope so. If we get I mean, I'm there in a partisan crowd. I just wonder, did that affect having people whistling at him? And that was the first time for a long time he's had to put up with that. Like, you don't know, do you? Maybe, 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 maybe. So, penalty miss aside, it was a stalemate at half time. Um, No, it wasn't. And Oh, sorry. No, it was 1-0, wasn't it? 1-0 because of of young Callum Hudson-Odoi. Now, what do we think about his inclusion, his performance and, and his goal? My personal opinion is I felt like he was trying too hard again for majority of the first half, but um, mm-hmm. it was working hard, but just maybe not coming. I think off you can him. say that about all of the front line. Yeah, 
Uh, but yeah, I, I feel, feel like if, if, if we say that about Werner a lot, so I think we should give oh, yeah. Callum some credit as well. And no, same... I think he worked hard. I, fe- I, I felt like he was trying a bit too hard. I think he was hanging on to the ball a little bit too long and maybe not picking the pass that he should have been. But um, the decision making thing, yeah. He, bro- he broke the duck uh, just before half time, didn't he? What was it, 37 minutes or something? Buy a ticket. Yeah, it was a keeper error. You could talk about that all day long, but he had to he had to have a pop for that keeper to make a mistake. So I was He's I was pleased for him. Um, second teenager to score for Chelsea in the Champions League after Reese James against Ajax last season. So. Ah, nice. Well, I thought it was good Not for bad. him. I know it wasn't the greatest of goals, but. I thought, no, I'm, I'm taking I any goal. Happy. Yeah, and I was happy for him. I actually thought, I think you tweeted at half-time, at, uh, at, at the time of the goal, didn't you, Jordan, where you said uh, he needed this and we needed this. And I felt like it really was yeah. like a joint effort of need at that point. Yeah, and it was. He gave think, it to us. I so. think a lot of things tonight, a lot of things tonight will play into our hands, hopefully, with regards to confidence, um, particularly stuff that happened in the second half. So, you know, we've gone in at the break, one nil up. We've, we've, I think we're a bit lucky with the goal, but we it came probably at the right time. We needed it. Mm. Um, second half, I know we've we've said before, Trace, haven't we, that Chelsea seemed to be, you know, capable of 45 minutes of very good football, equally capable of 45 minutes of terrible football. Well, like, I was we're concerned. Team, really, we don't we yeah. don't string it together for 90 yet, so. Well, I was um, concerned at half-time that if that was our best half, we might have been in a bit of trouble. So I was quite glad that the second <laughs> half was slightly yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys put down as the reasons the second half? You know, how, do, how did, in your, in your view, how did we turn that 1-0 into a 4-0 scoreline as we were walking off that pitch tonight? What, was, what, what made the difference? The triple subs. subs. We did, we, 71st okay. minute, we brought our first three subs on. Uh, Kante, Mount and Pulisic um, and I've always wanted since the start of the season before we even played Brighton I always, want, I always wanted to see Kante lone CDM cutting passing lanes out Mount just a little bit in front of him playing his pressing role and then Havertz in his number 10 role yeah. doing what he does best on a free roam and I found when that happened and obviously Pulisic replaced Hudson-Odoi I was thinking, this is the formation that we've all wanted to see. Most of us have talked about so, it. James Jabbar. So, so are you saying we had, we had Kante and then Mount and then Havertz, like in a line almost, straight down the no. middle? No, no, no. Like, but they, yeah. Like a free midfield? Like what sort of a triangle? Like that. So you've got, you got a CDM, CM's cam. You can do so, one yeah, and straight two. Line like that. Goal. Yeah. Okay, so, so, so a triangle. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, so yeah. four, one, two, three. Yeah. For, um, oh, mate, you're completely doing me up there. Yeah. Four, one, two, three. Stop throwing numbers at me. Four, <laughs> formation. One. I'm talking about a formation, not the lottery. <laughs> one defensive mid, then the two midfielders. One defensive mid, attacking three. Two cams and so, then the attacking okay, so, three. So yeah. was it a personnel change then? Was it, was it the fact that we saw Mount come on? For me, um, I, I'm... Say, or was it the formation? Well, I'm the same as Jordan. I've always mm. wanted to see the lone I've, I... DM. I do not like this double pivot thing that you all keep talking about. It makes no sense to me. Two the old defense... in midfielders. No, it doesn't make sense. No. It doesn't make sense. So I want to see then 
some protection in front of the defence, obviously. But then I'm the yeah, same. I want to see perfect. Mount and I want to see Havertz doing what they do. So best. like a four-three-three, three, but like forward. the one behind the two. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so four-three-three. Yeah. Three. And, and I think you're right. I yeah, think I that think... works well. And actually, I would almost say immediately that those three subs were, were put on was the minute our game yeah. changed. And the minute I turned around, and I think it was me and Walker in group chat, both said, um, now this is our first 11. It's yeah. got to be. Yeah, it has it to be. Reese and... Um, apart, oh, apart from Reese and not Rudy. So it would have been... Reese and Silver. Reese and Silver yeah. for the future. Like, that literally is... That's what I said. That's what I said at the start. You've yeah. you got yeah. Mendy. You've just, got Chilwell. Go on, they'll go. Yeah. I know, we're, I know, we're, I know we're saying Reese would, you know, be a shoo-in. But I just... I do want to big up Dave for a second because Dave's, a couple Dave's of him. times tonight, I really felt like... Like what we're saying about Silver against Man United... Um, his positioning, his reading of the game is second to none. Dave was up against a much younger winger tonight than him with, with legs. Oh, and, I um, think Dave did a fantastic and job. And Dave did a really good job, yeah. yeah. I think but, actually between but, yeah. him and Reese, I would be more than happy. I trust both of them. 50-50, yeah. So yeah. the only person yeah. who I would have changed from that 11 at 71 minutes would have been Rudy for Silva because we've already discussed that. Yeah. And and that for me yeah, is yeah. then our best our best 11 and our best game. The minute that happened, Havertz saw more of the ball, Werner saw more of the ball, and 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 then the game changed. We got the penalty with Werner. Yeah. Um and yeah. then who scored after that? Can't even remember now. Uh, oh, then Ziyech, which was a great goal. So what was that? Pooley to Werner to Ziyech. Oh, his feet were... Yeah, the front three, yeah. Which is what we've all been saying that we have been raving he's, he's about. We thought it was going to be amazing. Box, yeah. yeah. And then you get Pulisic. Okay, again, a keeper error, we could say, you know, but he yeah. took it well. And the minute you're starting to put pressure on teams and you've got those people coming at you, I actually think yeah. more than not, you're going to create something for yourself. And that's what we've all been crying out for. And and yeah. now literally was press, press, press from the minute he came on. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, is why Mount, Mount plays for Chelsea. I don't care exactly. about agendas. That is what he does. Yeah. Plays I'm gonna, badge, I, I agree with everything you've both said. And I love you both, but I'm I'm gonna disagree slightly. <laughs> Come on, I felt that earlier. Um, I felt that. Yeah, it's, it's coming. It's, it's coming. Bit, well, it's 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 more me playing devil's advocate because I think you're right. I think the the, the personnel was it was a good change, and I think the formation change will hopefully be something that suits us going forwards. But I noticed first half, Krasnodar were were doing you know a lot of pressing. And I did think to myself in the first half, I thought there's no way they can keep this up. 70 minutes, they're going to be knackered. And that's when I'll bring on fresh legs. And then what do you know? That's what we did. And the fresh legs coming on, I think more so probably than the formation and the personnel in my mind, just having fresh legs on as they were starting to tire, I think was the main reason. We scored three goals in 14 minutes. Now that, I just, I can't, I don't think we can put that all down to but in the first the half, even on. when we had the ball, we weren't playing in Havertz or Werner more because nearly because enough. they they were yeah but no no because the because Krasnodar were very quick to close down they were they were very quick on us they didn't give us much space they didn't give up much space to pass into or play into but then the second half particularly the last 15, 20 minutes we started to see pockets of space opening up and we were finding them um, 
So I, I, I think what you're saying, I, I agree with you both in that the formation change and the, the personnel changes were part of the reason. But I don't think we can look past the fact that Krasnodar were out on their fucking arses because yeah. they were doing, they were no. pressing from the start. They really, they, they probably thought, right, if they pin us back and they nick a goal, they can just sit back and defend for the old game. So they were really so, pressing us. So can I flip the reverse that on you and say, had cool, we started, shoot, had we started that as mm. a, as a first eleven, would we have seen that game mm. off in the first half already? No. Don't believe Krasnodar you. Were really up for it first half. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I think Krasnodar, we would have no, created I, I think, more in the first half. I, I'd like to know. I'd like to know. I'd like. I'd like to see that next game. But then maybe we, we would have been a first half team. Yeah, maybe we would have been a first half team and yeah. not a second half team. That yeah, time. but then, but 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 then, you know, against the, the the level of performance that they need to compete in their league, stopping short of calling it a farmers league or anything, they probably would still tire second half. Mm. And I think five substitutes. Being able to make five substitutes, we changed half the team. That yeah. you know, we've changed half the team in some. Yeah, so that's by what eighty-one I don't, minutes, I don't think we can yeah. That. No, by I eighty-one feel minutes, the attacking presence of that. In my opinion, that sounds stupid, but in other games in the future, the Champions League, if we're going to use the five substitute advantage, if we like, say, play that formation that we had in the second half first kill some teams off, like tire them, break them down, be 2 3 nil up, then bring the CDMs what on. want to see. Slow the game what down. want to see. Want to kill the game on first. Yeah. Not and fucking then, like, slow it down it. all yeah. the way through. Think, and then, oh, yeah, we've got 15 minutes to score, guys. You know what I mean? It's like... But we've, mm. we've, lacked, we've lacked the confidence at the back to mm. defend the lead. Whereas yeah. now, maybe, we're going to see that confidence. So now, if we do go gung-ho at the start and build a lead, teams might start to realise that they're done. You know, Jose's first season with us, teams knew as soon as they went 1-0 down, they were losing. They were yeah. losing as soon as they went 1-0 down. And I think we need, to, we need to progress that. We need to, you know, maybe we do need to race into a lead, but we need to show teams that we're not going to surrender it like we did against Southampton last week. Yeah. yeah. Although, considering their result at the weekend, well, I'm sorry. quite pleased with the point. Southampton well, yeah, then came yeah, up drops. We were all yeah. looking at Everton going, wow, they've clicked, they're playing really well, and then Southampton going beaten 2-0. This is, this is not going to yeah, be a normal season. Yeah, I mean, I know the goals are dying down a little bit in the Premier League, but yeah, this is not going to be a normal season. I think there's still there's going to be a lot more curveballs. Can I just also... Sorry, no. you, you said earlier... <laughs> I'm doing it anyway. You said Quite earlier... <laughs> yeah, woman. Um, <laughs> you said earlier about um, Mendy, you mentioned it when we were talking about United and about, obviously, we've all said about how he's got yet yeah, another clean sheet and how yeah. that is, I think, a solid base for our defence to work with. Um Definitely. I just want to give props to him because, oh my goodness, yeah. we've not had this amount of clean sheets in a row for a very long time. He's doing so well, isn't he? And like you said, he's when he's shouting at everyone, he's when coming he said, for the ball. Big shovel hands. I wasn't sure Even when he knows he the ball's going over. Yeah. No, I yeah. think he just sure. hit the bar. I don't think he saved it. Yeah, I don't think he did, but he was there. If it wasn't hit, the But bar, there was another one early, early in the game in the first half. The ball sailed over, but he had it covered and he jumped and he grabbed onto the bar and swung from the bar. 
and left it shaking. I just thought, yeah, my keeper. Like, yeah. This is what I like, though, is I think he's big and and he didn't mind telling big off heads. Georgie and he didn't mind telling oh, off somebody else everyone. earlier. And I thought, do you know what? This is what I like. Yeah. He's young, but he's come straight in and he's commanding his area and he's letting you know what he wants you to do. So props to him because I can't imagine that's an easy place when you've got Thiago Silva stood in front no, of you. And no, he yeah, still full, does full it. respect. He's... Yeah. He's, he looks like he's he looks like he's got a point to prove and that's what you the bit between his teeth fire in his belly love that well, and Absolutely he's probably very grateful i don't know if anyone knows his backstory they should go and read it but i almost feel like yeah, this yeah, is definitely. the sort of person we need in goal someone who is grateful to be wearing that shirt to be proud of where they are yeah. and is willing to give their absolute everything and i feel like yeah. he is and yeah i yeah, and i just, am yeah. a big mendy fan and massive yeah same same we always like we just seem to our african players seem to be the bollocks yeah they just you know always. they seem to they seem to be the bollocks so um yeah big shout out mendy um, yeah i love it i think it's it's probably time to wrap up we've got through quite a bit yeah we have um so yeah that concludes our latest podcast thank you if you're listening right now thank you specifically you listening right now nice one cheers <laughs> tell a mate send it to your mum um, <laughs> like subscribe um give us some feedback jump on our twitter interact jump on our instagram like all of our shit um we live for you guys that's what we exist for so um, yeah, oh, can I just quickly out. say, uh, oh, someone on. on Instagram today was not happy about the joke in my post about Krasnodar only being formed in 2008, which meant they were only five years younger than us. Right, it was oh, just that's... a joke. He got very upset saying that we shouldn't be taking the piss out of our club. It was a joke. So, uh, well, I, I mean, everybody's probably familiar with one of the best jokes. Like, we ain't got no history. You know, that's the same sort of joke. Thank you. So. I, had, I had to point it out. I think he got it in the end. And I'm really sorry I offended you. But it is just a joke. And if you come and look at us a little bit closer, you'll realise we just take the piss out of ourselves. So it's not... not yeah. yeah, stop by and say hello properly. Just <laughs> chill. All right. Keep the yeah. blue flag flying eye. Up the yes. Chill. That's it. Keep the blue flag flying eye.